0: In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. What have you been up to?
1: Uh, Just a bunch of things on the internet. I
0: thought this was a prime opportunity to slip in a quick question just to find out... What you have been up to. The door has been closed. There have been large amounts of shouting and loud voices emanating from your room.
1: Playing games over audio and video.
0: It's quite bizarre. I have been building a ladder for the cat to climb up onto the DVD cases so that he can unwrap the DVDs that are still (laughs) unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps because we've got lots of them. Mm. Lots of DVDs that are still unwatched, unloved and still under wraps Mm. And now Coco the Cat has an opportunity to peruse The box sets The box sets, yes He currently has access only to the box set shelves But we are um, putting a tunnel through to the other side with the movies So, he doesn't believe me. Um, No, I don't. The whole premise of this podcast is for us to whittle down the pile of accumulated DVDs that contain movies that I have never seen before, but have purchased under recommendation or under advisement not to, and they've piled up and... We're trying to get rid of that pile by watching these movies and then deciding whether they stay on the shelf. Tonight, we're going to be watching the 2017 documentary Furries that covers the bizarre concept of adults dressing up as things like My Little Pony and furry animals such as that. So, we're going to be watching Furry tonight.
1: No, no, you you've misread it. It's it's not the stall.
0: What what are we watching?
1: We're watching the two thousand and fourteen film Fury, which is not a documentary. Right. It's a war film.
0: See, I have built up the anticipation within myself to tolerate watching adults jumping around in furry costumes, and now I'm bitterly, bitterly disappointed. Instead, we're going to be watching a war film. Mm. Yes. With Brad Pitt in it. Yes. Well, that's the pits. Mm. Kaboom, tish. So, without any further ado, we might unwrap the DVD. And then once he's unwrapped it, we're doing this in completely the wrong order. Thomas was all ready to read the blurb on the back of the DVD. But now he shall be able to read it so much clearer because there's no longer a coating of cellophane over the top of it.
1: No, instead there's just translucent plastic in the way. That's right.
0: So tell us about the 2014 movie Fury.
1: April 1945. As the Allies make their final push in the European theatre, a battle-hardened army sergeant named War Daddy commands a Sherman tank and her five-man crew on a deadly mission behind enemy lines. Outnumbered and outgunned, and with a rookie soldier thrust into their platoon, War Daddy and his men face overwhelming odds in their heroic attempts to strike at the heart of Nazi Germany.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get you to read that again, even though my phone went pling. Yes. Because we are this close to actually popping the DVD into the... Um, I I am concerned that some mother back in the 1920s probably named their son War Daddy. Mm. But those strange Americans. We're going to pop this into the DVD player and we're going to watch it and then talk about it a bit and decide whether it stays on the shelf. Mm -hmm. And until then, we'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. I'm I'm wrung out, yeah, real real slog. Wrung out by that. Um, Wow, it could have been called furry. Mm. There were plenty of furry words. Yep. The dialogue actually was very much like listening to someone playing a first-person shooter Mm. type game, where you hear the same phrases over Mm -hmm. and over again. And uh, yes, but I. That obviously isn't what it was about, but no. uh, initial thoughts oh. Uh. Oh. good uh not the type of film that you would choose nah. to sit down and watch yeah look there were were a couple of times uh during the film where I thought, look do i uh, do we need to instigate a a white flag policy where you can uh, um, abandon ship? part way through would you have waved the abandoned ship flag oh
1: I don't think I would have it it never quite got there
0: and, and was that mainly because you wanted to find out the outcome or or, or was it
1: Oh I knew the outcome oh you knew I, the I, outcome I did the you out-
0: go read spoilers <sighs> oh my goodness I'm I'm awful you're shocking I'm awful Speaking of which,
1: this is a spoiler break. So if you don't want spoilers, then leave before this sound.
0: We haven't used that jingle for a uh, for a while, actually. Yeah. But um, yes, let let's get straight mm. into it, spoiler wise. Mm. So you checked who lives and who dies. Just, yeah. I... Was that for a um, just to calm the nerves a bit? I don't know. It's just sort of a, a thing
1: that I do in it's sometimes incidentally while researching sometimes deliberately for reasons. I don't find that my enjoyment is spoiled okay. by spoilers.
0: Yep. Yeah. As a general rule. It's interesting because for once I really avoided spoilers. Mm. And, and, and interestingly enough, um, if you listened to last week's podcast, I've made the mm. decision that, no, I'm not touching any trailers for the sound bite that goes in between before watching and after watching. I grabbed a, a piece of music. And when I started listening to the soundtrack, I'm thinking, what is this? My understanding was that we were watching a World War II film that was set in and around a uh, Sherman tank. I knew mm. that much. Yeah. And the camaraderie and, I guess, the against all odds type of, of thing. So listening to the soundtrack in isolation, it, it sounded really incongruous. Whereas, being that conscious, I was curious to know how it fitted into the film. And mm. it worked very well. Yeah. Um, it, it was very much a soundscape rather than a soundtrack mm. in, in, in a lot of places. But yeah, you you knew who lived and who died. And honestly, I was I guess expecting a gung ho against all odds we mm. we all survived it type of thing. Mm-hmm. And it was very much not that. No. And even more laid, it was warts and all. It showed them not as the the great heroes that are coming mm-hmm. in to save the war and what have you. Mm-hmm. They were right in the thick of it and hating it and mm-hmm. Recognizing its unpleasantness and finding their own ways of trying to cope with the absolute atrocities that they themselves are committing mm. because they've been ordered to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, all, all of the coping mechanisms that were going on through that, I, I found that probably the most surprising. I think this is the first experience that I've had of a war film that's been set in a tank, Mm-hmm. And I thought watching Dust Boot it was stuck inside a, a German U-boat was claustrophobic, and, and it was, but the claustrophobia inside this mm-hmm. Sherman tank was just phenomenal. How on earth they... I guess as a kid, I I remember drawing war scenes with tanks and you wanted to be in the tank because the tank Mm. was the safe place. You didn't want to be the soldiers running around. The tank was a fortress on on tracks. Mm -hmm. But it very much completely destroyed any notion of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Terribly, terribly vulnerable. And that vulnerability was made very, very obvious. And felt even more so than what, how I felt as far as U-boats, again, are concerned. You know, mm. the idea of being stuck under the water and in yep. you know, a little tin can, and if that tin can gets burst open, you're dead. It may be, have been slightly better inside a tank, but this certainly blew away any notion of, and no pun intended, the concept of, of being safe inside mm. that thing. Did you write any notes? I didn't write any notes. Right. It may be a short podcast. Mm. Um, Do you have anything that you wish to...
1: Okay. So, while I was doing my research, (laughs) I came across a couple of paragraphs on the Wikipedia page about the preparations for the film the director put the cast through a navy seal boot camp and then they spent a lot of time living inside of the tank right like actually living inside of the tank yep yep and there were fist fights
0: and there was
1: insults and i'm assuming a very
0: visceral experience wow that was the actually the other thing that had never occurred to me uh, in in this uh, fairy tale tank land that I had in my mind was that at night they'd get out of their tank and live somewhere else. Where that somewhere else is, I, I have no idea, but they're living in that thing. Mm-hmm. Again, like the U-boat, <laughs> you, you don't do your day's battle and then find a, a nice desert island and, and go, go to Atlantis. Yes. Um, they're living in that thing and the expressions of love of that home. Mm-hmm even though they hated it. Yeah. Um it was quite bizarre. Uh, they they I think expressed that quite well in between the the scenes that that felt very much like you're in the middle of a first person shooter mm. and and the lines are, are reflecting that. There were certainly times where there was that build up and you're thinking oh no no please not that that's not going to happen please and then it doesn't But something else equally Mm. awful happens instead. Mm -hmm. So you're completely prepared for what you've conjured up in your mind. So it swings something else at you. Mm. Did did you feel that at
1: all? I don't know. I don't know if I was really expecting anything at any point. Mm -hmm. Except the landmine. The landmine I saw coming. Dull the soundtrack. No music. Just rolling along.
0: Very suspicious crossroads. Yes. And we both still jumped. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Brilliantly put together. If it hadn't been brilliantly put together, we wouldn't have jumped, I don't think. Mm. There were some things that I felt didn't work. That whole time frame of the soldiers approaching the crossroads... Mm just went on forever it did it was quite a fast-paced march which even though norman was Mm. running as fast as he possibly could that time frame just didn't gel quite Mm. they had more time than and connected to that it got dark very quickly
1: yes it did
0: i'm yeah rung out absolutely rung out in a completely different way to last week Mm. um I guess my preconceived notions for it were completely wiped away, which I'm glad of. hmm And I possibly went into it expecting it to be more glossy, and that surprised me as well, uh, that it, it certainly wasn't uh, glossed over. It was, and I'm going to use the phrase that keeps on, on coming up, it was brutal. Mm-hmm and Mm gut-wrenching and all that being said i don't believe that i could put myself through that again no and also have no desire to show that to any of my kids in any any time in the future
1: no i would agree i would want them to be about my age, first.
0: Yes, absolutely. And if I suddenly feel the absolute need, I'll grab it off a streaming service because it's, mm. I believe, on on the streaming service. So I think that one's coming off the shelf. Mm. Don't get me wrong; it's just a, a case of I'm. The word glad is wrong, but I'm glad that I watched it, but don't want to put myself through that again. No. No. I've never been in that situation, obviously, but it felt very realistic. I will go and read the reviews afterwards and the the, the critiques from those who served to say, no, they got this wrong and they got mm. that wrong and, mm-hmm. and what have you. But So I'm no good judge of that, but it, it felt realistic. Mm. One other thing I did find bizarre, though, was the end credits. It didn't seem no. connected to the rest of the film i, th- I no. think the um the montage scenarios in in red mm. uh, that were flashed on on the screen it didn't quite work for me it would have worked in a different film i think but it, it seemed to jar with the rest of the film mm. but I'm, I'm nitpicking so yes amazing film mm. grueling mm. film Mm -hmm. and not staying on the shelf. No. All right. And now some levity. Some levity. Oh, yes, if I can. Um, For those of you who are unaware, I do suffer quite severely from anxiety and it's possibly not helped by watching films like that. No. Um, So it is probably, again, a good thing to also sit through this with someone else um, Mm -hmm. and just... Uh, get through it and move on and that's what we're going to do now we're going to move on
1: what's on the show you know it's probably dvds
0: thomas is coming up with a random number between
1: one and 17 one and 17 we've had
0: had a few additions Uh, thank you for those who have contributed and added to the list you can do that By joining our Facebook page and making some suggestions as to what may be on our DVD shelf. And we'll give you a score. Just listen and you'll see how this works. Okay, so the number is. Eight. David suggests Le Voyage dans la Lune. Okay, this is a tricky one. Mm hmm. I have seen it. Mm Mm-hmm. Thomas, have you seen it? I've seen the usual clips that you see in films about films. Okay. I would say about 90% of it is possibly scattered amongst the shelf Mm. on um, Hugo. Yeah, definitely Hugo. Um, Quite a lot of it appears on that, I believe... And also, um, the Tom Hanks mini-series, From the Earth to the Moon, mm-hmm. has an episode that covers that. So, um, it's sort of on the shelf. But, but not really. But not really. So, Thomas, how, how much of a point are you giving for you, I don't it?
1: think... I can give a point for me having watched it. I don't think I've seen
0: enough of it to okay. say so. Okay. Um, I, again, will state categorically that I've seen it more than once all the way through. So that's one point from me. None from me. None from Thomas. Is it on the shelf? I'm going to give it a... Oh, no. It's not on the shelf. No. No. So you get one point, Dave. hmm Good guess. As to whether it is actually available on DVD or Blu-ray, I wonder whether Dave actually checked to see whether that is... Um, there's probably many bootleg copies of it, but... Uh, oh, look at that. It is, it is actually available on Blu-ray. In French.
1: Well, yeah. Obviously.
0: So. <laughs> why, why is that obvious? It's a French film, Ah. made in France. Yeah, definitely available. But it's also well and truly available, probably on YouTube even. Mm -hmm. I don't think you'll find it streaming anywhere else.
1: It'll probably be.
0: Oh, would it be public domain? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm quite sure it's in public domain.
1: Uh, Timing seems right for it to be in the public domain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do yourself a favour... Check that out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But one point, Dave. Good guess, but one point. Do I give him a multiplier? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, one point. Well done. Keep those guesses flowing. Um, don't let that get you down.
1: Facebook page, link in the show notes.
0: That was beautiful.
1: And now that segment... That, that one that comes at the end
0: that one that comes at the end because we're going to wrap up very quickly now here. Mm-hmm. shake the phone and pick a film and then we'll watch the film next week now Thomas uh-huh. please when you shake the phone to make the selection please come up with something that's going to be happy and nice
1: I can make no guarantees
0: ok give it a shake
1: Okay, this is interesting. 2013's The Book Thief. Ah. Now we have a problem here, because I've watched this film.
0: Okay. I don't see any problem with that whatsoever. Okay. Because the initial premise of this whole podcast... Is that you have not watched that's it. That's right. So for me, it is unwatched and, and unloved and still under wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've even got it on Blu-ray have I? Yes, I do. it says Blu-ray Yes, I bought it very very ch- <laughs> It gets old doesn't it
1: <laughs> uh, So
0: <laughs> It was actually when I can explain this one um, When Kmart went completely out of DVDs and Blu-rays they right. cut everything half price Right, and it was already very cheap at that time so mm-hmm. I didn't pay very much for it but it intrigued me That being said It's it's another film about the war It's forming a, a very much a I'm interested in watching films about war But I don't like watching films about war mm-hmm. And uh, it's got to do with my mental health And why do I keep doing this to myself? Mm-hmm. I buy them and then stick them on the shelf Going, no I can't watch that right now Mm-hmm and now we're stuck in this predicament. Yes. So next week, if Thomas doesn't mind, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can give it the veto. No, I'm if you want. fine with this. That's, this good. Fine. That's good. That's good. Because I was going to take the veto off you again because I suddenly thought, no, no, we've got to got to do this properly. So um, next week, The Book Thief from 2013. 13. Until next week. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Well, that was a terrible wrap-up, wasn't it? Yeah. It
1: was (laughs) fine.
0: It was fine. Fix it in post. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Why would you say that? I don't know. You'd be surprised at how much I fix in post in this thing. Hmm. Okay. Yes, I was telling my therapist yesterday all the ums and ahs that I cut out, mm-hmm. that I make, and pregnant pauses. Hmm. Yeah. Let's, um, yeah. I'm gonna go edit now. Mm -hmm. Thanks, I'm not. No, you're gonna go and shout at people on the other side of the world. Mm. Mm. But later,
1: not right now. Right now, it is dark.
0: (laughs) Uh, Your metabolism, boyo. So, it's not on any of the streaming services in Australia, so you'll have to duck down to your nearest Blockbuster video store, which are all closed. (laughs) I don't know. Are we ready? Checking levels. Levels. Okay. Words? Words. Meaning. You you say words, I'll say words, and we'll all say words. Words? Be quiet. No more words.